Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Welcome to another edition of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. Steve Cypress is here along with Everett Farnell for another fantastic, excellent, believe me, episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. It's amazing to watch what's happening with uh, President Donald Trump. I mean, who would have ever possibly in a million years thought that we would be saying that? But it, it's amazing to watch what's happening because everybody is continuing to beat him up. And I haven't checked the stock market today, so I may be a little out of line as we record this, but everybody's continuing to beat him up and still everything indicates well, that I'll give you a hint. No matter what happens and no matter what gets done or doesn't get done and no matter what rate increases and what news and what anything, the market continues to go up. Things the market is up crazy. as we speak while we're recording this. It's up 112 points. So. <laughs> So, yes, the market is nothing. Going That's up. like 0.01%, but the point is it just keeps going up. It's crazy. 112 points in a day is a big deal. Yeah. I do a lot I'm of work in the financial newsletter. There, but uh, I'm with you yeah. on the fact that it does keep going up. It's just amazing. The grand the, scheme the is $112 out of a 3,000 point index, a 30, 20,000 point index. Not that big a deal. It'll go up, it'll go down, things will happen, but the point is. Sentiment is high, excitement is high, and even though nothing has technically happened yet, pretty much with just about anything, people are excited and the market keeps going. It's just hopping. But I digress. That has nothing to do with today's episode. Today we're going to talk about how Donald Trump is a master of creating drama and using that drama to get attention that if he didn't create all this drama and just waited for drama to happen, it would not, he wouldn't be anywhere where he is. And one way this was really made real clear is if anyone could possibly stomach sitting through every episode or any episode of this year's Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump not there, this was made loud and clear. There was practically zero drama on the entire show. It was like watching paint dry. I mean, this, the boardroom was boring. The show was boring. I mean, used to be two-hour episodes every night, and now it was two-hour episodes because they put two episodes into one week at a time. That's how bad the show was, <laughs> yeah. how bad the ratings were. And then they fired Arnold's butt the second the show ended. And, and then I, I, I went and I, somebody was talking about something, and I, I looked it up online, and I, I found some videos of, from like 10 years ago of the old, not even before it was Celebrity Apprentice, just the regular Apprentice show with Donald Trump the first few seasons. And man, if you get a chance, not right the second, continue to listen to this episode, but go on to YouTube and just type in like uh, the best Apprentice boardroom scenes or something like that. And I watched this video and I was like, Wow, check that out. It was just great TV. It was unbelievable drama, and it was all created by Donald Trump. And it made me realize that people say, oh, well, you know, he's a reality TV star. I'm like, you know, reality TV star that he created for himself from scratch that's got nothing to do with the show or the people on it or what they're doing, it has to do with him because you saw the identical format, the identical show, the identical everything with somebody who wasn't Trump, and it wasn't a hit show. 
So the fact that he was on a hit show or he's a multi-billionaire, it isn't because he inherited a few million dollars or whatever and turned it into billions. The guy's a major success in everything he does. And maybe someday some of his uh, detractors will recognize that he actually even became the president of the United States. But this creating drama, uh, it, you know, sometimes it's obviously it gets him lots of negative feedback, sometimes positive feedback, and most times some of each. But there's one thing undeniable. It gets him attention. So Trump is right. a master of creating drama, gets him all kinds of attention. And I know that you've got a great example of how your regular business owner, because a business owner listening to this, says, you know, what's that got to do with me? I'm not on a reality TV show. I'm not running for president. How can a regular business owner create drama in his own local area to get positive attention to pay off with dollars in his pocket? Well, first I want to say, before, before we get into this example, I want to say that everybody has got to understand that attention is what you're after. If you have attention, then you're going to have a successful business. And if you don't have attention, you're not going to have a successful business. Now, the trick, of course, is having the attention of your prospect when they're looking to buy. But if you have everybody's attention all the time, then that's just going to happen. So it's, it's a, we are attention merchants. I don't care what you're delivering. I don't care what you're selling. I don't care what you go and put on somebody's house or in somebody's house or put on their person or, or, or what service you provide. You're really an attention merchant. You may not like that, but that's the truth about business today. So that said, how can you create drama if you're just a regular business owner? We'll take one right out of Trump's playbook, and we'll, we'll look at contractors. We'll look at the real estate business. So how do you create drama? Well, one way to create drama would be to go down and bid on a local project, whatever it is. HVA, let's say HVAC, uh, or it could be a roof, or it could be a building, or it could be whatever. But go down and bid on a local project. And uh, bid a reasonable price. I mean, don't way overbid, but bid a re reasonable price. And then when you don't get the project, which you very likely won't, then you can raise hell with the local media about how the, the city managers are awarding contracts for prices that can't possibly happen uh, without all kinds of, of improprieties. There's got to be immigrant labor. There's got to be people, not uh, subcontractors, who aren't paying their insurance. There's no way that they, there's got to be substandard material. Yeah, things I'm not, not up to code, cutting all kinds exactly. of corners, shoddy workmanship. Uh, you it, can create all kinds of drama. You, you create all kinds of stuff. And you don't want to point fingers and say, John's contracting does shitty work because, because <laughs> you, know, you, could end, you could end up with, with a lawsuit on your hands. But, <laughs> but you do want to, you do want to make large platitudes. Of course, I'm not, I'm, John's, I'm not uh, John's contracting is wiretapping my office. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, you know, Steve, you're the attorney. I'm not, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Well, you're not an attorney. I hope you're not talking to me. I am absolutely, but. absolutely never have been, never will be, and not am an attorney. <laughs> but, but still, my my point is still the same. You make large, overarching statements that are statements that will get attention because there are statements that are touchy right now. So immigrant labor is touchy right now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a topic that is going around. You're entering the, the conversation going on in the prospect's mind right now. So anything regarded to immigration, anything regarded to, uh, to government finance and government management of money. So you're going to say, listen, you know, I, I know we should have good stewardship of the money and we shouldn't have a government wasting money on paying, on overpaying for, you know, for, for work. But that said, it doesn't make any sense to pay for cheap materials and shoddy work that then has to be repaired and repaired and repaired and repaired 
over the next 10 years or 15 years. That's not good. Sure, it looks bad for the town, and that'll depress property values and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. So 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 what you're saying is the strategy is to bid on a contract. The odds are, of course, unless you're the brother of the mayor or whatever, you're going to get turned down for it. But then to use that as a platform to put forth in a roundabout way what an upstanding, uh, full of integrity contractor you are, by intimating and suggesting that the reason you didn't get the bid is there must be all kinds of cutting corners and underhanded shoddy workmanship and crappy things going on that you're suggesting or saying straight out that you would never do. Or cost overruns. You can go back. If you want to start a a fire, go back and look at all the contracts for the city that have had cost overruns. And there's, there's change orders. Every large commercial contract like that has change orders. It's kind of the nature of the beast. But the average person doesn't know that. And now you say, listen, even our city pays, you know, they're paying on average 15% over the contracted price. That's not the way contracting is supposed to work. And when you enter a contract, you should give them the right price up front and not give a lowball price and then add on later. You know, you can raise all kinds of attention for yourself. The implication being that you would never do that. But you would never use poor labor. You would never use bad materials. This uh, is really... And now we're almost getting into our advanced tip of the week. But basically, that's right. the bottom line, folks, is you want to create this drama. And it's not about... You're, you might be thinking like, yeah, but you already said you didn't get the bid. What's the point now? It, it's what we just said. You, you're you going from a relative unknown, just another of whatever you do in your town into, hey, that guy. That guy that's getting all that attention, that guy that's, you know, putting videos on YouTube about this and getting on the local radio and getting written up in the local paper about it and blogging about it and doing whatever and, like, getting a, writing an op-ed for the local paper or whatever, getting out there so that you go from being nobody to being somebody without spending a single penny on having billboards all over town and full-page ads in the local newspaper all the time and, and you're on the back of every phone book and, and all that kind of stuff that you could spend money on. This is a way to basically get it done again. The way Donald Trump, you just watched him do it through the whole campaign, constantly saying and proving that he didn't have to spend anywhere near the money that everyone thought somebody has to spend that he's using a free service called Twitter, basically, to get the attention of tens of millions of Americans. And in your small town, how much easier is that to do when you don't have to get the attention of half of the country? So for people who are listening saying, okay, I'm not in the contracting business. I don't work with state governments. I don't work with city governments. What can I do? The advanced tip this week really drives that home and drills that home beautifully. So really, I encourage you, if you've never done it before, go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and get signed up for an appointment with either Steve or I. Get the advanced tip because I'm telling you, this is something that anybody can do. We gave an example of somebody who contracts with cities this week, but it doesn't have to be only in that situation. You can do the exact same thing no matter what you're doing today. Very well said. In the interest of time, yeah, we told you told one story. We could go on and on and on, and hopefully our listeners, you're going to have stories of yourself of how you implemented this strategy, and it lit you up and got you known all over town, and you made tons of cash from it because that's what we want for all listeners to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. So with that... We'll call it a day for another week. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. And in between, yes, go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com and get on the phone with Everett or myself. 
and we'll help you out one-on-one with our advanced tip of the week. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.